So come join us for that starting next week. Well, um, if you have a, a Bible with you, go ahead and open up to Psalm chapter 46. We're going to be hanging out in there tonight. We're, we're kind of in between series, and so I want to spend a little bit of time tonight looking at uh, one of my favorite Psalms. Uh, so turn in there to Psalm chapter 46. If you have a Bible app on your device that you like to use, you can open that up. We'll also have it up on the screen. We are, uh, you know, in the beginning, very early stages of 2018, the new year. And, you know, this time of year always is an opportunity to look back and, and reflect on the year that was. And I typically do that at the beginning of, of every new year. But, but I also do that um, on this time of year because uh, January 4th is Amber and I's anniversary. And so this last week we celebrated our 15th anniversary, 15th year as husband and wife. And uh, so we kind of take a look back. Thank you. Clap for her that she is the one that made it this long with me. I had the easy part. Uh, we kind of take a look back on, you know, what, what has been the past 15 years of our, of our marriage, of our relationship. And it got me thinking that, uh, you know, when Amber and I entered into this relationship of, of marriage, when we took this covenant together, um, we had no idea what the next 15 years were going to hold. Um, we were young, we were naive, but we were in love. At least we, we thought that we understood what love was. Uh, I look back on it now and go, I had, I had no idea really the definition of love. Um, in the last 15 years, we had no idea what we were going to be going through. Um, we had no idea the joys and the pains and the sacrifice um, that we were going to experience. We had no idea about the, the little stupid stuff that we would argue about. <laughs> the things that, that like, we, I look back on now and go, what in the world? Why, why were we making such a big deal about that? Um, we had no idea the, the simple moments that were going to be so special together. And, and Chancellor, you can probably think of some of those same things in your relationships, maybe in your marriage if you're married. And when, when I think about the last, last 15 years, I also realized that, you know, while I didn't know what those last 15 years were going to hold, I, I also have no idea what the next 15 years are going to hold for us. Uh, we, we have hopes and we have dreams for our family, but there is no certainty of, of any of it. We all know that there are way too many variables in life, in our world, uh, for us to, to really guarantee anything. In fact, we know that there are no guarantees in life, including tomorrow for any of us. And, and some people live with, with this deep understanding and acceptance of that. Others kind of struggle with it. One of the reasons why I love Mark Fish is because whenever we are planning something, whenever I ask him to do something, Mark's answer is always, Lord willing, Lord willing, I'll be there. Uh, Lord willing, I'll do it. Mark's response is always a reminder to me that none of us are promised anything in life. Like, we're not. Uh, all that we are guaranteed in this life is right now. And, and some of us live in the freedom of that, while others live in the fear of that. I, I won't ask you to identify which one you are, but can you, can you think of people who, when the uncertainties of life kick in, they, they, they have this freedom about them. We're like, oh, they don't really care. They don't have a care in the world. It doesn't bog them down. They're, they're okay with the uncertainty of that. And then others live in fear of that. And maybe it's anxiety, or maybe it just kind of debilitates them. And there are two things in life that typically make me worry. Maybe you can relate to them. The first thing is uncertainty. 
When life feels uncertain, I start to worry. The second thing are things that are out of my control. And if I, if I stop and think about it for too long, I, I begin to realize that, I mean, really, that kind of sums up life. Like, nothing is certain in life. And, and really, in the grand scheme of things, what, what really are we able to control in this life? Not much, right? And I'm usually able to walk through life and be okay with the nonspecifics of these two things, but every now and then, the nonspecifics become specific and the uncertainties of life and, and those, those parts of it that just feel out of my control, they become very specific and I begin to worry. I find sometimes I worry about my daughter's health and well-being. They're perfectly healthy, but I still worry about it. I worry about friends struggling with addiction and mental illness. I worry about our world and our future and what it holds for my kids and for their kids. Maybe you worry the same thing. And like, I know what the Bible talks about worrying. Some of you are probably even thinking, well, you should stop worrying so much. Like, I get it. Like, I know in my head, do not worry about anything. And everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and soul. Like, I know these things. I know what the things that I worry about say about me, too. And so I pray for my own growth in these areas, but if I'm honest, at times, there are specific worries that, that keep me up at night, cause me to lose sleep, lose faith, and sometimes even lose heart. But my guess is that we all have those things, right? I mean, am I, am I the only one here? <laughs> we all have some of those things that worry us, that keep us up. Some maybe more than others, but we all have things that stir up worry and anxiety inside of our hearts. It could be uncertainty of your health or the health of your relationships. It could be something that one of your family members is going through that you can only watch from a distance, but you really don't have any influence over it. You don't have any way of controlling it. Maybe it's an adult child that's making poor decisions and you have no idea what you can do about it. Maybe for you, it's um, you know, just the uncertainty of health or the future of our country and what kind of society that we are becoming, but, but what I'm learning in my own battle against worry and anxiety is something that maybe you need to hear tonight too. All of this worry, worry about the uncertainties of life, worries about the things out of our control, all of this worry can begin to unravel when we take heart and we begin to understand one thing, not just in our head, but really truly in our heart, that I can trust my unknown future to a known God. Say that with me tonight. I can trust my unknown future to a known God. As we stand at the start of the new year, the truth is that none of us know what 2018 is going to hold, but we can know and we can trust the one who does. And that's all that matters. See, all throughout Scripture, God is leading His people to a greater level of trust and confidence in Him. God loves us. He cares for us. And what He wants us to do is to, to, to learn and to grow in our trust and our confidence in Him. Because here's the thing. If I'm confident in something, if I'm confident in someone, then I'm not going to worry about that person or about that thing. Like if I'm confident that that this stool is going to hold me when I sit on it. I'm not going to think twice about sitting on it. I'm not going to worry about it because I'm confident in it. I'm, if I'm confident in Amber's love for me, then I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to wonder where we stand 
all the time. Confidence has a way of killing the worry inside of our heart. And because God loves us, He doesn't want us to worry. And so He is constantly drawing us deeper and deeper into a level of faith where we have greater depth of confidence and trust in Him. Confidence in His ability to come through for us or to comfort us when life gets difficult. And when you have this kind of confidence in God, it gives you it gives you courage when life is uncertain. It gives you courage when circumstances are out of your control. You don't have to worry about what might happen or what might not happen because you know you are confident that you can trust your unknown future to a very known and real and personal and present God who loves you. And that kind of confidence causes us to take heart even in the midst of the uncertainties and the fears in life. Look at Psalm 46 with me. This is such a beautiful proclamation of confidence in a loving and, and faithful God. This is what the psalmist writes, starting in verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the high place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In this psalm, the author paints a picture of a very real and personal God who loves us. Even in the midst of the uncertainties of life. He points to a few characteristics of God that gives us confidence in, in him. In verse 1, the psalmist says that God is our refuge and our strength. He is the place where we can run to and, and hide in. Some translations say that he is a very present help in trouble, meaning that he is by our side. He is not going to leave us. He's not going to abandon us. He is a safe place that we can run and hide. He is our shelter in the storm, and in him we can find rest when our souls feel weary and down. This is who God is, the, the, this kind of refuge and strength that is a part of his character, and, and, and we see it elevated all throughout Scripture. Psalm 9.9 says that the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in our time of trouble. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Nahum 1, 7 says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. 
He cares for those who trust in him. There is this theme that is woven all throughout the Old Testament, even in the New. Jesus says in Matthew 11, 28, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. It is in God's character to be a refuge that we can run to in uncertain times. And our confidence in him is what brings us to a place where our soul can find that rest. And we don't have to worry about those things that cause us to fret and to fear because we have confidence in a living God who is for us, who is watching over us, who is protecting us. And that confidence is what gives us courage to keep pressing on. But, but this psalm also paints the picture of a God who is incredibly near and present in our lives. Like, he's not some distant observer of all of these things that cause us to worry. He is intimately involved in the details of those things, and he is with us. Did you notice that there was a repetition in verses 7 and 11? Look at it again if you have your Bible open. It says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's used both in verse 7 and 11. And this simple phrase reminds us that, that the God who is our refuge and our strength, He is the Lord Almighty, but He is also available at the same time. He is strong yet humble. He is mighty and approachable. And so the Lord Almighty is this great King of kings, Lord over all things, but the God of Jacob is this personal, caring loving, tender, heavenly Father who watches over His children even in the uncertainties of life. And it's important when we look at this psalm that, that, we, that we study God's character in, in these two lights. If we just know Him as the Lord Almighty, then there's a chance that He wouldn't care for what is going on in my life. He's too busy holding everything together, and He's big and He's strong and He's powerful, but He doesn't care about me. He's the Lord Almighty. He's detached from the realities of life down here on earth. At the same time, if he's just the God of Jacob, then maybe he cares, but he's not really able to do anything about it. And so he can show kindness and compassion, but he doesn't have the ability to give strength or, or, or to, to, to hold me together when life feels like it's falling apart. But the author assures us that God is both. He is both the Lord Almighty and the God of Jacob. Twice he reminds us that God is big and powerful and mighty, and twice he reminds us that this big, powerful, mighty God cares about you. He's concerned with what concerns you. He is both big and personal. And he's inviting you to be confident in him when life doesn't make sense, when you can't see the road ahead. To be confident in Him when life makes you want to run and hide. To be confident in Him when the political climate makes you afraid. Be confident in Him when your relationships aren't what you desire. Be confident in Him when your diagnosis comes back positive. You can be confident in Him when, when He leads you down an unknown path. Be confident in Him when a loved one is sick and dying. Be confident in Him when your job gets cut and you don't know how you're going to provide for your family. Be confident in Him when circumstances are beyond your control and now they're trying to control you. Be confident in Him who is almighty and is personal, who is a refuge in your time of trouble and strength when you feel weak. Be confident in the Lord. 
take heart and be courageous. We may not know what the future holds for us, but we can know the one who does know. We can trust our unknown future to a known God. Because what we know about this God is that he is our refuge and he is our strength and he is with us through it all. And that kind of courageous confidence brings us peace even in the uncertainties of life. I think that's why the psalmist ends the way he does in verse 10. When he speaks on behalf of God who invites us to be still and know that I am God. Be still. Some of you are very still right now as your eyes are closed. (laughs) Be still and know that I am God. Stillness in the face of fear and uncertainty can only come from a place of confidence in a known God. A God who loves us and protects us and is working all things out for our good. And so what's worrying you tonight? What's causing your heart to trouble? What's causing you to fear and to fret? What's causing you to lose sleep, to lose heart, and to live in fear? Before we close tonight, I want to give us a chance to to be still and to know. Maybe be still and remind ourselves that He is God. A chance to quiet our hearts and bring our worries and our anxieties and our fears to to the God who is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. The God who is with you and for you and is working to bring you to a place of deeper trust and confidence in Him because He loves you. So as we close tonight, I want to invite us to spend a few moments in quiet prayer, bringing these things before God. The things that's weighing on our hearts, causing us to live in fear and anxiety, doubt. What is that thing for you? Tonight, before we leave, let's just take a few moments to be still and to know that he is God and that we can find rest tonight.